This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, May 25th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, uh, how'd your weekend go? Are we, are we talking personally or, or pick-wise? Either or. Either or. Pick-wise, I really couldn't have been more pleased with the way things went. It went. Even uh, Chris Capuano? You know, with the way that the picks were this weekend, the fact that I got two out of three is yeah, you're I, right. I, I think is like I'm you know Herculean or Herculean, Herculean, sure, Her, Her, Herculean, Hercules like, uh, a Hercules like, um, I, 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 I could say uh, I guess conquest or sure. accomplishment, a Herculean accomplishment. Sure, I don't know what's up with Mike Wright. You got to take him serious now, right? No. No, you don't. People are liking his velocity and whatnot. You, you think he's going to have a, a zero ERA for the rest no, of the season? No, that's not what he said. But uh, people in deeper leagues are taking flyers on him, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. I, you know, I, you know, you look at the minor league numbers. He has a bit of a track record. He wasn't. He's not one of these like list guys who's on mm-hmm. any, ever on anyone's you know top one hundred list. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looks like you know, he, he was drafted as a college pitcher, so it, and it kind of took him some time to work his way through the Orioles system, which is kind of surprising considering the Orioles haven't had a starting staff in years. A while, yeah, a long time. So, I mean, standard formats, I'd continue to ignore him, but I, I mean, I could see taking a flyer on him if you got room. I haven't yet, but I'll have my eye on him. Um, and then Chris Young. I don't know what there is to say about Chris Young. We're going to talk about him later, I'm sure. You know, that was... He, he just kind of lets guys hit fly balls and you know the chips fall where they may. Oh, yeah, sometimes you know? it's harmless. That's the thing with fly balls. Low Babbitt, they don't often fall in, but when they do, it, it's bad. You know, so... Or hopefully they stay in play. Well, we're going to look at some picks for Monday, the 25th, which was... Kind of a tricky day. Not terrible for me, but I had some uh, trouble at some positions. Let's okay. uh, get started as we do normally at catcher. Matt, what catchers caught your eye for Monday? You know, Dylan, when it comes to catchers, I, I had two names. One of them kind of comes before the other. The first was Russ Martin against yeah. Hector Noense. Yeah. Um, for his career, you know, Martin really doesn't have much of a platoon split. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't really kind of come into play. It's just kind of more of a pick against Hector Noese as it is a pick for Russ Martin. I do like Martin. I, I think he is capable of hitting a right-handed pitcher, yeah. and I think he's especially capable of hitting Hector Noese. Yep. Uh, yeah, we joke around with this term of what to call it, but nobody in the Blue Jays lineup I think is necessarily my favorite pick, but I kind of like all of them because it's Hector Noese, and it's in Toronto, so I could see them score a lot of runs, and so we're calling it Stackle, a stack of guys you can fill in in the cracks in your lineup if you don't know where to pick somebody. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with uh, something like that. So, yeah, Martin's starting a catcher. There's nothing wrong with that. He's certainly not weak against right-handers. And Hector Noesi's bad. And they can't. They keep not being able to decide if he's a starter or a reliever. But, yeah, he's bad. So, I like that just fine. Um, who else did you like? Just one more thing on Noesi quickly. Yeah, sure. In- in the last seven games he's pitched in, the White Sox have lost all seven. That's impressive. Now, 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 I'm not saying he's got a loss as a pitcher, although he does have a loss as a pitcher in three of those. But yeah. to, to lose every time Hector Noese enters a game as a starter or a reliever is impressive. Yeah. And can you believe uh, they're considering not letting him start more? It's weird. Don't get me started on Carlos Rodon. Okay, I won't. No Carlos Rodon talk. Next, at backstop, um, my next guy... 
Did you have Wilson Ramos at your boy, Siyoshi Wada? Uh, no, but I had Brian McCann against okay. Jeff, Jeremy Guthrie. I like that, too. I like that, too. McCann's at home, and Guthrie is not that good, especially against lefties. McCann's not as good as he used to be, but look, there's still pop. That lineup can still hit. It's Yankee Stadium. Go for it. Um, and yeah, Wilson Ramos at Siyoshi Wada, who I think is competent. We like Siyoshi Wada, but I like Ramos against a left-hander also. And I could see sure. that lineup doing okay. And then uh, another one of your boys, another one of your lefties, Wei-Yin Chen gets the Astros, who are full of right-handers with pop, including Evan Gaddis. So Evan Gaddis at Chen, Ramos at Wada, McCann versus Guthrie, Martin versus Noesi. There's a lot of catcher options, actually. A few ways to go there. How about first base for you? Again... First, yeah, Dylan, I'm not gonna, there was one name that I, I came across and I circled, and I just think he's going to have a huge game. Okay. And that's Adrian Gonzalez... At home against someone named William, the, the human mistake, Williams Perez. That's harsh. That's harsh. I liked calling him more of a, uh, he's a, uh, enigma. His name looks like it's wrong. Williams <laughs> the typo Perez. That's harsh, but I agree. There's no reason Adrian Gonzalez can't do well against him, especially that Dodgers lineup that just kills righties up and down the lineup. So yeah, that definitely sticks out to me. Yeah. I also like, I had a long list, um, Joey Votto gets Eddie Butler. It's in Cincinnati, but that's fine. Eddie Butler is not overpowering. Lucas Duda gets Severino Gonzalez. Lucas Duda is kind of day-to-day, though, so you're going to make sure he's in the lineup. I wouldn't pick him unless you're going to be able to check your lineup and be around during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Carter gets way in Chen. Again, if you're going boomer bust, he can show the pop. He can hit one out of the stadium uh, against Wei-Yin Chen, who's competent, but can show a weakness to righties. David Ortiz gets Ricky Nolasco, if he's a first baseman in your format. I assume he is. Do you like David Ortiz at all? Against? Ricky Nolasco. Oh, Nolasco, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a, Wow, that seems like something we, we could have been picking, you know, any season for the past 10 years. Yeah, um, and I don't know why the Red Sox have been as cold as they have been, but I have faith in them hitting and hitting plenty. Anthony Rizzo gets Tanner Roark. Tanner Roark was pretty competent last year as a starter over the full season. He's been in the bullpen mostly. He has forgotten how to strike guys out, though. Not really fooling anybody, and Anthony Rizzo is really good, so he should do fine. Uh, if you like the Nationals at Siyoshiwada, Ryan Zimmerman is a righty who likes to hit lefties. Nothing wrong with that. And then, have you seen Sean Markham has been pretty decent for the Indians? Have you noticed that? Um, I mean, it's like two or three starts. That's not much, but still, but I'm like that, that guy. It's, it's, he's got two games, one start, ten strikeouts. Wow. Yeah. He, again, it's it's not very much sample size, but you would no, think it would go worse. Uh, you'd think it would go about how things went for Bruce Chen with the Indians. But uh, if you don't believe in Sean Markham, which I wouldn't blame you, Prince Fielder, who's just been awesome, again, hasn't hit enough home runs to like really get a lot of attention, but he's hitting like 350. He'll Actually, be in Cleveland. He'll get Sean Markham. What's up? I think he's got like eight homers so far this year. Does he? I remember yeah. he had like five not that long ago, I thought. I, so he I, had like I, a big he, weekend. He a, and I think, I think he hit a bunch this past weekend. Yeah. So that price might have gone up. Uh, so adjust accordingly. But him against Sean Markham, why not? Uh, he's making himself definitely a fantasy option, DFS option worth paying attention to. Again, 
Prince Fielder's back. I don't know if he's back back, but he's, um, he's back. In in the month of May so far, he's got seven homers, twenty RBIs, and he's hitting three sixty eight in full time yeah. bats. There so. you go. So Prince Fielder again. That's at that pace, he's back for sure. And yeah. so I'm not scared of him against uh, Sean Markham. Plenty of options at first base. I've said this before. I tend to pick first base last because there's going to be an option I like at most price points. If I have a lot of money, sure, I'll take Miggy. If I don't have as much, I'll go with Chris Carter. So that's my strategy. It works for me because there are a lot of places to pick there. How about second base? I have five guys. Anybody stick out to you at second base? Yeah, I'm kind of curious to hear your list before I get into the two names that I had. I'm just okay. curious. Well, we got to talk about your boy. If you didn't write him down, I'm going to be disappointed. Logan okay. Forsyth gets Rowanis Elias. <laughs> Did you have him? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, man, that went so well for you last time. I bet you're just itching for the day you get to put Logan Forsyth and Mike Avila's in on the same day. They both had lefties. That'd be quite the. I'm not gonna lie, that would be kind of cool. I the mean, economical would, middle infield. Yeah, I'd be saving so much cash. Yeah, and then you could go put anybody else anywhere. Uh, so Logan Forsyth gets Rowan Elias. We like Rowan Elias, but not enough to avoid, you know, using a lefty masher against him. Daniel Murphy gets Severino Gonzalez. He might be a third baseman for you, too. Um, that's fine. Uh, you'd be picking against Severino Gonzalez, mostly. If you want to go expensive instead of cheap, Jose Altuve gets way in Chen. That was where I was headed, yeah. I, I you like pay that. for it, Altuve but it's not bad. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that a lot for Altuve. Yeah. He loves to hit lefties, and so do a lot of the Astros, so they could do big things to weigh in Chen. Um, you know who else has been red hot in May and kind of revived his season is in his reputation? Uh, Jason Kipnis, just murdering the ball in May. He's been insane. Yeah. Dylan, and, you got both the names I was after there. Oh, actually, I'll take I, I did write down Forsyth, but I, I, Kipnis and Altuve were also on my list. Yeah. So. Kipnis has been way hot. He's probably driven his price up, but he faces a guy named Phil Klein. Probably. He might be he's worth hitting, it against. He's only hitting 465 in the month of May. Yeah, so. only. He might be too expensive for you, but if you get cheap guys elsewhere and you want Jason Kipnis against Phil Klein, can you tell me anything about Phil Klein? Other I can than... tell you lots of things about Phil Klein, but can two you? of them are relevant. Yeah? He's another and a big boy. Six seven two thirty. Wow. You can you tell me anything that you aren't reading off of his page right now and learning with me? <laughs> no, nothing. All I know is his mother calls him Philip when he's in trouble, I assume. But he goes by Phil. Yeah. Kipnis against is Phil Klein. I I'm assuming so. His name's Phil. Don't you assume when he's in trouble she yells Philip middle no. name Klein? I don't know. Uh Jason Kipnis may be worth his money on Monday. And then D. Gordon gets to go to Pittsburgh and get Charlie Morton, who's coming back. And that's I I Charlie Morton could be fine, but not enough to stay away from. And D. Gordon can have his big games for sure. Again, a little more expensive, but I like that. Mm-hmm. But I do not blame you if you want to go cheap with Logan Forsyth. Make sure he's in the lineup. Again, that's a little risky if you are setting your lineup way ahead and not checking to see who's in it. Um, but, yeah. If Logan Forsyth gets in, he's worth attention. Kills lefties. Did last time. All right, Matt. Third base. Who do you like? Oh, I thought you were going to shortstop. I have my shortstop list up. All right. Go shortstop. That's fine with me, too. Okay. Shortstop. This guy, he's he's been like boomer bust for most of May. And considering his age, it kind of makes sense. But I've really got to like Jimmy Rollins versus the, the, the human typo. Yeah. 
That's, yeah, I wrote that down. He's been so disappointing, but still has power, still has speed, and he's in a lineup that scores a lot of runs, you know. Mm. So, yeah, I I would, I would look, you know, shortstop, again, it's been such a black hole for me this year, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, DFS-wise. You know, it never seems like there's a matchup I like. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time seeing Jimmy Rollins get zero points against the human typo. He really just has to get on base, you would hope, yeah. We can get in there. That's almost a bet on the Dodgers against him more than Rollins, but that's okay. But again, he has some power and some speed. Again, so. yeah, that's I I, 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 I do like to do that, but but against certain pitchers as opposed to betting on certain hitters. Yep. Um, I wrote him. Uh, I have a bunch more guys that don't necessarily have the platoon advantage, but okay. just trying to find these stacks that I like. Starling Castro gets Tanner Roark. I could see the Cubs do some damage to him. And Starlin likes prefers lefties, but he can still hit righties. Do you believe in Brandon Crawford at all? No. Okay. Uh, well, Brandon Crawford is hitting very well, and according to Matt, will not continue hitting well. I lean towards not believing also, but the fact is he's hit well so far. And he gets Kyle Loge, and Kyle Loge is not good. So Brandon Crawford could do fine there. How about Jose Reyes making his return, supposedly, against oh, is he really? Hector Noesi? Yeah, it should be back on Monday as ribs hurt, but he's good to go, supposedly. Make sure he's activated in there, but that's the plan. And he gets to come back in time to get Hector Noesi. Yay, Jose Reyes. Congratulations. Welcome back. You get Hector Noesi. He could do just fine. Again, we like that Blue Jays stack. How about Andrelton Simmons gets Brett Anderson? And that's actually a platoon advantage for Andrelton. Not that you're... I mean, it doesn't matter. Does he really ever have a platoon advantage against anyone? He's... It'd be a cheap option. Like, it's definitely not one I'm, like, touting. But I was going down the list of where would okay. I go at shortstop. It's a tough day. It's a tough day. It I, is. My... Not... Yeah. I started digging deeper, for sure. I would start with Rollins or maybe pay for Starlin. But if you wanted to go cheap at Andrelton or Brandon Crawford, I like those, too. Shortstop continues mm-hmm. to be really tough. Fair enough. Okay. Third base, I wrote four names. Okay. Do you believe in Yunel Escobar at all? No. Okay. Well, Yunel <laughs> Escobar gets the platoon advantage when he takes on Yoshi Wada. So mediocre for so long. Yeah. You know, he's. I, I guess. It, you know, I guess it's my, my 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 redraft league bias showing up here. But I guess. Yeah. I just, he's a, he's a ten homer, five stolen base yeah. guy who's gonna. He's had some big games recently. He's had some big games recently, but it's something like four hits, five hits, all singles. Sometimes they just fall in, you know. And that's really cool and hard to do, but that's not going to, like... Okay. Yeah, blow up your DFS day or anything in a good way. So, I don't know. You know, Escobar, they like to bat him higher. It's, again, kind of betting on the stack, but I'm not crazy about it either. But it's worth mentioning. I don't think you'd be crazy for doing it. Would would you consider either the third baseman in the Cincinnati Colorado tilt? Neither of them has the platoon advantage, but both of them okay. are very solid. Yes, they're both very good, and they're both against very bad pitchers. So yes. I would consider, but I'm worried that you're paying full price. It's also away from Colorado, so I'm a little worried about Nolan Arenado, who had a big day on Sunday, undeniably, and he can have those big days. But he's been I'm, cold in May. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's fully healthy. He's been bad in May, which is. Which is disappointing, because I think he's a really good player. Todd Frazier, sure. I mean, again, I like him more against the lefty, but it's he'll do fine. I I don't know. I don't love those, but I don't think he'd be crazy. I went with Evan Longoria, gets Rowanis Elias. Likes to hit lefties. 
Elias, again, it's not intimidating. So Evan Longoria would do fine. You might pay for it, but he's very capable. Then again, if you go back to these okay. other stacks, Josh Donaldson gets Hector Noessi. Not the platoon advantage. I don't think it matters. He hits fine. And Chris Bryant gets Tanner Roark. I'm still paying attention to these Cubs against Tanner Roark. Chris Bryant, again, I would love him against a lefty. I don't know that it matters. Tanner Roark is not missing okay. bats. So. Would, would you consider the two Yankee options, an A-Rod or Chase Headley? Yeah, I mean, A-Rod doesn't have the platoon advantage. I'm not sure that matters. Chase Headley, yeah. you'd like him to be better. For this season, he's killing righties really short against lefties. So. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, it's Jeremy Guthrie. Yeah, any Yankees in Yankee Stadium against Jeremy Guthrie, I am totally okay with. You know, those aren't my. They don't stick out to me, but I wouldn't. There's nothing to stay away from there. It's A Rod. First off, I can't believe we're still talking about A Rod in his age 39 season. That just blows I love me. it. I love it. It's great. He's been fun. It's <laughs> it's just so weird to me though how all of the drama has because like five years ago he was my least favorite player, and now it's so weird. Just kind of rooting for him. I don't know. It's a weird metamorphosis. Yeah, I. I... I don't know. Just anything that pisses off Yankees owner, you know, you know, y- y- Yankees ownership makes me happy. And seeing a ride, basically, you know, go out there, you know, earning twenty five million, just annoying the crap out of the Steinbrenner family. You know, that just makes me smile. Yep. So that's kind of what's happening for a lot of us. Rooting for a rod is rooting against the Yankees. So yes, we're doing that. Uh, but aside from all that, I think he's still a competent bat. And yeah, yeah he could hit Jeremy Guthrie. Sure, it's Yankee Stadium. It's Jeremy Guthrie. Sure. And then outfield. Who do you like in the outfield? Outfield stacks, uh, the Dodgers against the human typo, Williams Perez. Yep. That, that, I'm looking straight at Jack Peterson. I don't care about platoon splits. I... Have, have you seen Peterson's uh, splits, speaking of? His OPS is off the top of my head, something like 500 against lefties and over okay. 1,000 against righties. Can't hit okay, lefties. Well, I, I believe the human type of Williams Perez is, in fact, a righty. That is something we know about him, yes. He is right-handed. This works out well for him. It's just... So, I mean, we knew that with Peterson coming up. He's going to strike out, and there's questions about if he can hit lefties. I didn't think it would be like this, though. Yeah. Also, nobody thought he would OPS over 1,000 against righties. So, holy moly. No. Um, But, yeah, he, he gets is. Perez. He'll do fine. He'll do totally fine. And you mentioned him before, mm-hmm. Andre Ethier is a cheaper option probably and he could be in on that too so oh again doing ethier or ethier or ethier or peterson works who else do you like in the outfield uh other stacks i i i really want to recommend the blue jays outfield against hector noese but yeah Batista is I'm not look, healthy I'm looking at their roster right now these are the names i see yeah. listener outfielder okay yeah siku carrera chris yeah. colabello kevin pilar danny valencia yeah, Colabello has been good, but whatever. Like, he, he did this last year, nobody believes that. Pilar has some speed, I don't know. You want Bautista to be healthy, but he's not. No, so, like, it's only it's letting him DH. How, how, how can a major league team in the year 2015 have those four players on, on a roster? That's the outfield we're going with. Oh boy, yeah. Well, then they traded Anthony Goes. To be fair, it was for Devin Travis. I, know, I guess J.B. Shuck was in the middle. Oh, wait, no, J.B. Shuck's in the White Sox. He's on the White Sox. He's he's spoken for. Yeah, yeah there's some options there. Anybody against Hector Noesi, I suppose. I, I can't recommend any of those names. I would love to stack against him. I can't. Yeah. The I Indians like... outfielders get Philip Klein, Brandon Moss, and Michael Brantley. Yeah, I I, I think I, I, I kind of like the Red Sox stack against Alaska a bit more than I like the... 
Indian stack against Phil Klein. That's another one I wrote down listing in that they don't have the platoon advantage, but I think they could do fine anyway. All those Red Sox guys tend to be right-handed. Yeah. I don't think I can. With Nolasco, I don't, you, you know he's going to... He, he gives up so many hits. Yeah, I'm not sure it matters. I'm. That's why yeah, I'm fine with it. Mookie Betts, Henley Ramirez, those guys could do... I don't know. Nolasco keeps kind of flashing good stuff, which is frustrating. It's like, no, you're supposed to be bad. And I think he will be bad. I like that. And the Twins' bullpen isn't that intimidating either. Glenn Perkins is good, sure, but beyond that... Mm. I like those Red Sox there. Just quickly, how old how old do you think Ricky Nolasco is? Oh, okay, off the top of my head, without looking, thirty two. Yeah, one hundred percent correct. You got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would yeah. I would have guessed thirty five, thirty six at a minimum. But... Yeah. Well, I guess I kept it in my mind that the Twins just gave him like a four year contract or whatever, and I figured if you're that old, hopefully they wouldn't have. But who knows? Nice. I wrote Charlie Blackman against Jason Marquis. If you want one of those. Uh, Rockies, I think he'll be affordable and often at the top of the lineup and has some power and speed. George like Springer it. gets way in Chen. Again, Astro Stack could do big mm. things in Baltimore. Angel Pagan gets Kyle Lowe's, which is fine. He's switch hitter, likes to hit uh, righties a little bit more though, and some pops some speed and hits right in the heart of that order. Uh, they don't. There's yeah. one stack I wanted to bring up, and that's sure. the. The Padres stack against Jared Weaver. Yeah, that's another one I wrote that where not you the platoon advantage, but it doesn't matter. It, with the way J upside is hitting right now, I, I, oh I can't say it does. Don't you think he'll pay for it though? Grand yes, Slam, six but, RBIs but on that, Sunday. That's, that's but... why I'm using you know Logan Forsythe and uh, yes. and A Rod is my my third baseman. <laughs> yep, Justin Upton against Jared Weaver. Why? Like, oh my, he's <laughs> he's going to be feasting. I feel like he'll pay for it, but. If you could, yeah, there'll be a day where you get Mike Avilas and Logan Forsythe in the same lineup, and then you get, like, Bryce Harper and Justin Upton. It'll be the most fun for you. I think that might have happened already this year. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen right now in May. We'll do this hot. Uh, I wrote, but yes, as you were saying, yes, I like that stack also. They could do bad things there. I want Will Myers to come back. I like Justin Upton. It's hard not to. Steven Sousa gets Rowan Elias. He likes to hit lefties, but he left Sunday's game hurt, so I'm not sure he'll be in the lineup. we got to keep an eye on him. But he's been really inconsistent lately. He's striking out a lot, but there is power and there is speed there. He has something like seven home runs and steals, something like that. He's I like getting him in the lineup when I can. He has potential. I just I, I just see him as a, as a potential zero every time I put him in the lineup. Yeah. Do you believe in Delino de Shields? Not even a little, no. Yeah. The only thing he can do is run, which I guess means he can steal bases and also play some defense, but fantasy-wise, it's steal bases. They're batting him lead off, and it's working so far, but that's just Babbitt going his way. I agree. Yeah, I don't believe there. Yeah, no, I don't trust that at all. I, think I, I, I wouldn't bet on it. I, I wouldn't bet on it for DFS purposes. He gets Sean Markham, could go fine. He will have his games where... He does hit his way on base, score some runs. I mean, the Rangers have shown they can have big games, but I feel like any offense can have big games. I don't know. I don't believe in Delano. And then the Braves against lefty Brett Anderson. I tried to look into it. Do you like Cameron Mabin against a lefty? That I kind of do like. It's cheap, and he has some power and some speed for sure. His problem's always been health. Cameron Mabin is interesting. And then Johnny Gomes, if he gets in the game, it's hard to be excited about Johnny Gomes, though. Even against a lefty. That's mm-hmm. what he does, and I still don't care. 
it's it's hard to get excited about Johnny Gomez near 2015. Yeah. No, if this was you know 2010, I'd be yeah. Why not? But yeah. the fact that I think this is kind of like his like last like kind of death rattle before you know he's he's playing in in Asia or playing in you know one of the small you know independent leagues. Yeah. Who knows? Cole Calhoun gets Tyson Ross is my last outfield name. I like streaming and, against Tyson Ross not only because he's been bad, but uh, he lets guys run. So if you have a guy also, that can steal some bases like Cole Calhoun, could see him run against Tyson Ross, who doesn't hold anybody on. And also, it's Tyson Ross on the road, which is much different from Tyson Ross in yep. Petco. Yep. So Cole Calhoun could do just fine there. He's Absolutely. not leading off. He's batting cleanup, but I think he could still steal bases. I think. Sure. They have their pregame meetings, and they go, this guy won't hold you on. This is how you steal off him. That's got to be going on, because everybody runs on Cole, or everybody runs on Tyson Ross. So Cole Calhoun could do the same. Okay. My pitching list was actually pretty short. Yeah, there, this is a rough pitching day. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I have four names. I usually have a lot more, but I have four. I start with Bartolo Colon against the Phillies. Bartolo Colon continues to turn back the clock. He feels like, is Bartolo Colon Benjamin Button? Because he's getting older and pitching better and better, which well, is so weird. Based on his body type, no, he's not in fact Benjamin Button. No, but he's, I don't know. It, there's no reason not to trust him in every format. And he gets the Phillies, who are not good if you have not been watching any baseball this year. So I would have no problem with a Bartolo Colon pick against the Phillies on Monday. Okay, I can see it. Again, I I I like to go you know expensive and cheap to kind of yeah, but there isn't an expensive option out there that I like. Uh, I have one. Who would be the most expensive starter in the day? I mean, I don't know who'd be most expensive, but Dallas Keuchel's not going to be that cheap. No, I like him. the The Royals, sorry, not the Royals. The Orioles don't hit lefties really. They have a 91 WRC plus against lefties. That's 23rd in the league. They're strongly below average, and Dallas Keuchel could do fine there. He's done fine most places, you know. So I don't know that he's a like a must pick, but I would not avoid him going to Baltimore. I don't think he's a must pick in Baltimore. Yeah, no, but he'd be fine though if you like Dallas I, Keuchel. It's a Baltimore is usually a matchup I would avoid, but I don't think so in this case. And on a day like this, I want to go as cheap as I can. Okay. Pitch. So you can get Justin Upton and Bryce Harper in your lineup. Exactly. Okay. Um, I would be looking at uh, Joe Kelly in Minnesota. I like that a lot. Okay. Sure. Um, you could actually, you could probably talk me into Sean Markham if, if you really tried. I'm not, I'm, I, again, it's not, I, not a great matchup. I, I, I like Drew Hutcherson at home against Chicago. Yeah. You know, en- en- enough to, to pick it in DFS. I like Jake Odorizzi at home against Seattle. Yeah. Probably I wrote Odorizzi. Um, and the thing with Hutchison, his ERA continues to be really bad, but one, the White Sox are bad, and two, Hutchison strikes out enough guys that he has a high ceiling in DFS. Yeah, or, exactly. uh, or a high floor, also. That, I think you meant high floor, but he does yeah. have a high ceiling as well. Yeah, so I like that. That'll help, at least, even if he's not great. Should strike out guys. I and I wrote Odorizzi, same thing. Strikes guys I, out. I would also, you know, this is one day I, I would be tempted to roll Tim Lincecum against the Brewers. I looked at it. He's been. The thing is, he's not pitching that differently. It's not velocity. No, it's, it's not a, less walks. It's not more strikeouts. It's just. I don't know. I don't know what Tim Lincecum's doing. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Really? Maybe a little. Maybe he won't be as bad as he's been, but his ERA is hovering around two. And I'm like, no, you're. 
a three and a half plus ERA guy. So, but it's the Brewers and they're bad. So, I don't think he'd be crazy. And he still it's, strikes guys out. So, it's a, such a it's, the Brewers are such a crap offense. Yeah. Uh, there's one more name I really like. Brett Anderson gets the Braves. Oh, of course you like Brett Anderson because you've been. Of course I like Brett Anderson. Dylan, I think we, we met in, what, 2010 for the first time? Yeah. 2009? Yeah. You'd bang that drum then, you're banging it now. I love Brett Anderson. So here's the thing. Brett Anderson has kind of turned it around and gotten a season together. More importantly, Atlanta has a 74 WRC plus against lefties. That is 27th in the league. Not only are they not a great offense, they're really bad against lefties. You know, he has to beat Cameron Mabin and Andrelton Simmons and Johnny Gomes. I think Brett Anderson can do that. And he needs the Dodgers offense behind him to put runs up against the typo. So I think Brett Anderson, as long as he doesn't completely implode, which he can do, uh, should do just fine against the Braves. So that's a probably cheapish option at pitcher for you that I like. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, that should do it. Do you have any other pitchers? For Monday? No, no, I think we, we've covered all the bases in, in that regard. Cool. Well, this transitions right into our Field of Streams contest, because we have to pick pitchers for Monday. I wrote a bunch of names down. Again, in this contest, Matt and I pick pitchers who are less than 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues. That's why we're dumpster diving here. If you're yelling at us, wondering why we're not <laughs> picking Dallas Keuchel. I love Dallas Keuchel. We both do. We're on record oh, of sponsoring actually. him. Uh, officially, the show loves Dallas Keuchel, but yes. he is more than 50% owned. Uh, you know who else is more than 50% owned is Tim Lincecum. Is at 59%. That's People are buying back well, in. Given what he's produced so far, it shouldn't surprise me. No, but even if you were like, tried to believe in him, can't, uh, can't do it with Tim Lincecum. I also like Joe Kelly at Minnesota. Wrote that down. Only three earned runs over his last two starts. Yep. Bit of Jekyll and Hyde from Joe Kelly, but he has the velocity. Always been looking for that last pitch to put it away, put guys away. Um, the twins aren't scary. Siyoshi Wada gets the Nationals. You considering Siyoshi Wada? No. Not you like him. Nationals, no. But you ran out and picked him up for sure. Just maybe not. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not using him tomorrow. I, yeah. it, I'm. I'm it, it's a league with an innings cap, so I'm, I, I've got to be careful anyway. But no, yeah. I'm not. Running Worth out mentioning. Go grab yes. Siyoshi Wada. Don't start him on Monday. Tanner Roark on the other side gets the Cubs. So Tanner Roark has not been missing bats. But the Chicago Cubs have been missing the ball a lot. Holy moly, do they strike out a lot. So there is some upside for him there. Yeah. Not my pick. Need to see a little more. Sean Markham gets Texas. Again, small sample so far, but it's a guy that used to be talented and then got hurt. If he came back and was competent, like if he were like a 3.0 pitcher the rest of the year, that'd be impressive, but not Not, not insane. Like... I'm not projecting that. I'm not on the record for that. Just saying his issues became health-related, you know, but it's been a while now. He gets Texas. I don't want it, but I'm watching it. Carlos Martinez is 51% owned. I think he's very talented. On the flip side, our boy Chase Anderson goes to St. Louis, who could also do just fine on Monday. He's still way under-owned. I don't know why you people don't own Chase Anderson. You know, I was bidding the trim like a week ago, and you're like, well, he doesn't strike out enough guys. You ask why he doesn't have more attention, and I think that's <laughs> why. I think that is the reason. Uh, and I think uh, those it... people are wrong. I'm with you. I like him. Uh, at St. Louis, he could do fine. Not a great matchup, but not terrible. He has to beat all the mats in, uh, in St. Louis. 
Drew Hutchison gets the White Sox. We talked about cheap option, going to get some strikeouts, but his ERA is still really high. Yep. Uh, Rowena Elias goes to Tampa Bay. I listed Tampa Bay hitters that could hit Rowena Elias. Uh, but it turns out, actually, I'm gonna, this is going to come up with uh, Tuesday. They have a 121 WRC plus against lefties, which is fourth in the league. Tampa Bay isn't hitting a lot, but they're hitting lefties. That makes me scared for Rowena Elias and... Spoiler alert, Jay Happ on Tuesday. Um, I'm actually going with uh, Brent Anderson. I convinced myself, talking about him earlier. I think you go... <laughs> I, Atlanta can't hit lefties. At all. Atlanta can't hit lefties. Brent Anderson has gotten more competent, fixed his season a little bit. And, uh, yeah. And he sucks me back in. Plus, he just has to beat Williams Perez. So, Brent Anderson... Uh, I'm not... Fully on board across the across the board in mixed leagues. Go grab Brett Anderson, but this is a good matchup for him. That's what's going on here. Gets Atlanta at home. How about you? You got Chase Anderson in St. Louis? No, I I I, I can't pull the trigger on Chase Anderson against the Cardinals. Their offense the is, is it's just a little too good. Yeah, against against righties. I just if, if if say like you know Colton Wong were hurt, I'd feel a lot better about it, but. He's not, so I don't feel yeah. good about it. Uh, my pick is Joe Kelly in Minnesota. Okay. I like that, too. Has a little more upside, maybe. You know, the, so far, you know, Joe Kelly, he struggled a bit against right-handed bats, but the only one I really worry about is Trevor Plouffe. Or Brian Dozier, I guess, too. Yeah. Those guys both traditionally do better against lefties, though. So. No, but in, in the outfield, you know, they got Torrey Hunter... Is age 39 season. He's doing well, but again, likes to hit lefties more, too. You got someone named Shane Robinson, Aaron Hicks, Eduardo Hicks. Yeah, uh, the Twins aren't great. They are competent against lefties. They're hitters I'd be scared of. If yeah, and if Oswaldo Arcia were around, I would like him, but he's on the disabled list. So yeah, I like Joe Kelly there. That's I'm, I'm going to roll with fighting Joe Kelly. I think the last time we, we picked him was last season. It did not go well for us. So I'm hoping he has potential. He throws the ball hard. So. Yes, he does. So. Okay, who do you got on Tuesday? Tuesday. I'm going to put my little list here. Oh, Tuesday was actually... I took a long look at Jay Happ because he's my guy. I, yeah. No, it's it's a bad matchup for Jay Happ. Yep. He's um, still good, but Tampa can hit lefties. You know, I thought about Jesse Chavez against against Detroit, but then mm-hmm. I realized that even though it's at home, it's still Detroit. Yeah, Jesse so, Chavez it, is good. He's still under-owned. Why aren't you people owning, you know, Chase Anderson and Jesse Chavez? Yeah, when you, you know, you've got somebody like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a, a, of a guy who's owned more than he should be. John yeah. Lackey. Every time I check on John Lackey, he's still way up there. Yeah. Other names that kind of interested me, uh, I, I'm assuming Jaime Garcia is under 50% owned. I, you know, he's healthy for, for the next two days. Yeah, that's all you need. I guess, but I don't, I don't know, you know, there's no guarantee he's going to make it out of that start. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I kind of talked myself into going with Alex Colome at home against Seattle. Okay, sure. I like that one okay. If you'd like some numbers on this, I'd be happy to provide sure. them. Isn't as good of an offense against right-handed pitching as you'd think. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have a 682 team OPS against righties. Yeah. With a 294 team OBP, that's not good. Yeah, still waiting for Robinson Cano to come around. Kind of, yeah. but And, and I think he will, but... Colome, he's been, like, more than competent this season so far from... Mm-hmm. Mistaken. I mean, his ERA is a little bloated because I think he had the one blow up start. Yeah, 
He had, they had the one ridiculous start against the Yankees when he gave up four home runs. But, you know, he, he's coming off, you know, a five-inning start against Oakland. You know, zero runs, five base runners, three Ks. You know, it, it, it seems like it's something you can kind of build on, is kind of what I'm hoping. And I think he's going to build on it against Seattle at home, at home against Seattle. Did you consider Jeff Locke versus the Marlins? He's just been... He's been real bad, but so have I, I, Don't get me wrong. I, I still have a lot of love for the Redstone Rocket, but mm-hmm. I just... I, I don't... I, I don't... I, no. I, no. I, I considered it, but... Yeah. Did Miami, you... They're actually kind of competent against lefties this year, so it yeah. kind of scared me off. Did you consider Wandy Rodriguez against the Cleveland Indians? No. Okay. He's been competent, too. He's been okay. Yeah, but there's no way you can get a win. He's pitching against Danny Salazar. Yeah. <laughs> Did you consider Archie Bradley against the Cardinals? Is he under 50? Uh, I thought so. You're going to make me check. 33%. 33%. Yeah. yeah. That seems low for a guy with his pedigree. He hasn't done as well since coming back, but I'm interested. No, it's still it, not a great matchup either. No. Yeah. And then, worth mentioning, though. And then, I think I'm going to go with... Okay, how about Clay Buckles in Minnesota? That, I, I like that more than I like Bradley. There are... I feel like all these Red Sox guys have potential, but have just like been so inconsistent and so bad, like Buckles and Joe Kelly and even Wade Miley. I'm like, Wade Miley can be good, but yeah. Buckles I would consider against the Twins, but... He has the talent to beat him, but you just know that when it goes wrong, it goes so wrong. It goes so wrong when it goes wrong. So I'm going to go a little less of... I don't love this pick, but here we go. I'm going a little less upside, but Kyle Hendricks just came off a five-hit, seven-strikeout shutout against the Padres. Mm -hmm. And that means beating a lot of righties. And he gets the Nationals, which is not a great matchup, but the Nationals are pretty right-handed, to be honest. I think it's a lot of right-handed bats there, and they're a little bit banged up, and I hope he walks Bryce Harper every time he faces him. And other than that, keeping the ball on the ground, hoping they don't fall the gaps, or hoping they don't get through the holes, like UNL Escobar, you know. I don't know. I like Kyle Hendricks. I think he has plenty of potential. Not in the strikeout department, even though he did last time, but I don't know. He's coming off. Two of his last three starts were scoreless, but the one in between was five innings. He's inconsistent, but control artist. Looks like his career high, not career high, looks like his season high in walks is three. He's just not walking anybody, so hopefully he can uh, succeed there against the Nationals. I don't love it. There's a lot of picks that are interesting that I don't love, and I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. Okay, and then Wednesday is brutal. I wrote three names, and one of them is Rick Porcello when he's sixty-five percent owned. So I wrote two names. Why write his name if he's that? If he's because I that. wanted to mention him because it's like, oh, I kind of like that, but oh wait, he's not eligible. Yeah, I. You know. It's Colby Lewis at Cleveland or Chris Young at the Yankees. For me, it's those two, and I'm not excited about either. Chris Young's ERA and WHIP are both under one. I think he's been incredible, not striking people out, which you expect. <sighs> He's going to Yankee Stadium, man. I can't I, do yeah, it. I, I no, that's a bad matchup for Chris Young. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I can't do it. But on the flip side, the only other guy I like on Wednesday is Colby Lewis. I mean, Mike Leake gets the Rockies. You don't want that. But nothing to do with Kyle Kendrick. You want Mark Lestrada? It's, it's on the road, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, and they're a little banged up. Like that's an option. 
you can consider it, but oh, you wouldn't be crazy. There's just a lot of guys that are not. I mean, Alfredo Simone is too owned. Willie Peralta gets the Giants, but it's hard to be excited about Willie Peralta. It's a tough day. Josh Colmenter goes to St. Louis. It's a real tough day. But Colby Lewis's ERA is three four nine. His WHIP is one one three. His you know forty four strikeouts. He's been good, and he's been pretty competent before this. Before uh, he's coming off a pair of bad starts, but. I don't know. It's a tough day. Am I crazy if I go with Colby Lewis? I think I'm going with Colby Lewis. Uh, no, you're not crazy. It's the Indians who are competent, but not necessarily stay away. They have a lot of lefties, but... Okay. I'm going I with think... Colby Lewis, but I'm not recommending him to people. How's that? That's, and that's fair. Yeah. I, I had three names. Okay. First, The first one, I, was, I think a long, hard look at our guy, Sean O'Sullivan. You did not. I was so tempted to take the mighty righty. It's so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> he's got near in reform. Ah, no, he's bad. He's got. Look, I think he's, he's look got at his career bucks. numbers. Oh, they're, they've got to be revolting. They're real bad. He's not good. So then I I, I turned to the, uh, the the Giants Brewers matchup and I, I flip flop between Ryan Vogelsong, who is in his age thirty seven, almost thirty eight season, mm-hmm. has a birthday in July. If anyone's out there looking to buy any birthday presents for Ryan Vogel's on. He was awesome last time out in Coors. <sighs> but, you know, okay. Yeah. Had a great start last time. Yeah. Which I realized was just my justification and for he, Kyle he, Hendricks. He, but but he, he got hurt in his last start, though, didn't he? Vogel's on? Yeah, he, he tweaked his cap, is what yeah. his newsfeed is telling me. He was pretty good in Coors. Pretty good. Mm. The safe so, pick might be Mike Leake at home against the Rockies. I'm, I'm thinking the safe pick is Willie Peralta at home against the, the Giants. Uh, Willie Peralta hurt himself in his last start. Is that what you're reading? <laughs> no, he didn't. Not badly. He left early and obviously it's fine. He said he'd be fine. He had like a 10-0, he had like a 10-0 lead or something and he pitched four innings and was like, ow, I hurt. I'm leaving. So I can just see his fantasy <laughs> owners that are like, you had a 10-0 <laughs> lead and you couldn't go five innings for the <laughs> lid. Yeah, he tweaked something, but then after the game, I was like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine next start. So That's fantastic. Yep. Sorry for you, Willie Peralta. Missing Wednesday's scheduled start, Tom Hardicourt of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reports about 12 hours ago. Oh, no. Wow. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. If if Peralta makes the start, I'll take him. He okay. If he skips it, I'll, I'll take Vogelson. Okay. That is totally eligible. We'll put that in. We'll note it. And, uh, yeah, if that happens, we'll switch you over. Okay. One, quickly, is it just me or there are a lot more of these like crappy days that we're having than last year? Like it seemed like last year at least, you know, it, it might not have great days, but there would at least be like two or three options. Whereas this year it seems like there are days where we've got like, you know, four guys that we, that we can see rolling with or there's crap. I feel like a lot of guys are getting more owned. Something's going on where the ownership percentages have made it a lot harder. Guys mm-hmm. that we like, there's a lot less options. Yeah. I, I do feel that way a little bit. Might be recency bias, but that might be a thing. To our credit, we have yet to skip any days, and maybe that's reflected in our uh, overall ERAs. But we have not done any passes. My ERA is fantastic. I, I can't oh. speak for yours. Mine is not. Mine is not. I don't have it updated. I don't want to know. I'll oh, have you it updated. Update? Oh, yours, yours is fugly, I'm sure. I haven't updated it since looking since. Yeah, it'll be updated by the time this podcast goes up. Okay. Um, that should do it. You have anything uh, else heading into Monday? 
quickly, we just like to say thank you to all our veterans out there who might be listening to the podcast. We appreciate your service and can't wait to uh, show our appreciation by playing DFS tomorrow. That's how I plan to celebrate playing Memorial Day. Yes, that's a good thing to add. Happy Memorial Day, and thanks for uh, everybody for their service. Hope you guys, uh, yeah, have a good Monday. Make sure to keep that in mind, and yeah, I think that'll do it. Have a good Memorial Day. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Matt is at MattDFP911. We want to hear from you guys. Love interacting with uh, the fans here at the podcast. Absolutely. That should do it. We'll talk to you guys uh, all through the week, all five days, every day. Thank you, veterans, and enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.